the highest contribution you can do for heaven is on how many people you have added to the citizenship of heaven. Every contribution that we have to do for the kingdom of God must reduce you to how to save. Because the Bible says that the glory of a king is on the multitude of people. That is to say that God is more glorified if the people are more. So if I add more people to his kingdom, I have increased his glory. So God expects us, the more we have anointing, the more we have to save. The more we are greater in power, the more we have to save. The more we have money, the more we have to save. So with all the benefits of God that we have received, all the things that God has done for us, the one that you have grown up to understand, when you see things happen to other people and you know that you are also a human being, that would have also happened to you. You have to live a life of servanthood. That is to say, God, I can't pay you enough for what you have done for me. But for all that you have done for me, I want to save you with my time, with my life, with my money, with everything I have. I want to give myself as a ransom. Not that it is enough, but just something to appreciate you. I just want you to be happy because of what you have done for me. Ability to save God. We are children of God, but the responsibility is servanthood. That is to say, if we are children of God, we should not be like rich men's children. Who the servants walk in the house, and the children don't walk in the house. Do you get what I'm saying? Many years ago, we had a house girl in our house, and later on, my parents complained to the mother that she cannot do anything. She cannot even wash her clothes. Not to talk of washing the clothes of the madam. She can't do anything. She can't even wash plates in the house. The housemaid. So the mother came and explained to us. He said that they were very rich. And that the husband was working. Mentioned the company. Was a general manager. And she was a honorable housewife. She did not do anything. And all of a sudden the man died. And they had five children. And she cannot take care of the five children. That's why that their housemaid today. It's so that they didn't used to wash. They had housemaids, so we're washing for them. They didn't used to wash at all. They didn't used to clean up. They couldn't do anything. And that we should understand with her. In that day, our approach towards the girl was different. Because immediately the person told my parents that. My parents saw that that was a picture of us. <laughs> That was a picture of all of us. So from that day, she became more like a sister. 
Everybody is working. Nobody is a housemate again. All of us became housemates. Because my father now said, if I die, they will send you to house girl at a butcher. So come on, join and wash the place. <laughs> so now, we are children of God. And that's a very great responsibility and very great rights that God has given to us. But he wants us to save as servants. You know, children complain. Servants don't complain. Do you understand? When they wake the servants up by 4 o'clock, go and boil water for a girl. You complain? If you complain, you go. If you feel that this house, there's too much work, you leave the house. We pay you. You go. That's how servants work. Jesus even told the disciples, he said, I don't call you servants, so. I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Whatever thing my father reveals to me, I reveal to you. But that is what he calls us. He calls us friends. But the responsibility... Because in Jesus' kingdom, there is no servants. But there are work that servants must do. That is, there's a work that people must do as servants. You don't understand. It's like a house. There is no servant in the house. But there is washing of plates. Mopping of the ground. Washing of clothes. Those are jobs servants do. But we don't have servants. We all have sons. Glory to God. So all sons have to turn to servants. So in Jesus' kingdom, we save. The greatest servant in this church is me. I come to the church very early. Most of you before third service will not see you again. You stay first service and you fly. Some first service, second service, and they share the grace. Some first service, second service, third service. The moment they share, for that is the kingdom, they leave. I'll stay here attain to everybody till the last person that wants to see me before I go. So the Bible says, the greatest among you should be a servant, should save. Jesus says, I am with you like a servant, not like a boss. I'm like you, like a servant. They'll be sleeping. He will be praying. Who is saving like a servant? If they are sleeping, and this one is praying, praying for your protection, praying for your ministry, he's praying, you are sleeping. Servant and master, who does work? Who sleeps? In the house, who does the work? And who does the sleeping? Master sleeps. Who works? Servants work. But Jesus prays. Disciple sleep. So he's saying that the greatest must be like a servant. So church is not political society. Now, church is not a political society. We have people gather up. And they want to be loved by the people. Close to election time. That's when you will see Mwike clean children's shoe. Rogers of Koracha eats with beggars on the street. He will sit down with people and be eating with beggars. And we will sit down with will eat it. All those things is calm. <laughs> the moment election is over, they don't get close to those people again. They go to orphanage, eat in the orphanage. If they eat and they don't snap picture, you are sad. Everything they do must be on camera. Jesus calls us to save. You must be able to save. There are some churches that there are very many people that don't save. People that are saving in the church are very, very few. People that are boss are very, very many. I was talking to a pastor. He was telling me, I should advise him, how can his church grow and all of that. I was telling him, I've noticed your church for some time now and so on. I've watched you on Facebook and so on. You there are too much boss in your church. You are the only one that is a servant. 
And he said, I should give him more clarity. And I told him that when he's hosting a very big program in church, the only person that posted on Facebook is him. The only person, because he has money, that gives big money for the event is him. You will see, he's the only one that posted on Facebook. He's the only one that comments. He's the only one that likes. He's the only one that shares. Nobody, all other people, including his assistant pastor. I went to a church. There was a serious fasting in the church. The assistant pastor ate in this house and came and laid in a powerful prayer. So when there are very few people that serve, and there are greater number of people that are in the house, but don't serve, it destroys the work. So God says in his kingdom, everybody ought to save. Everybody ought to save. Check and ask yourself, what can I do for the kingdom of God? What can I contribute to the kingdom of God? How do I save? In what capacity can I give my quota to the kingdom of God? What can I do to better the house of God? How can I assist the work to go on? How can I lighten the burden in the pastor's shoulders? When you think about this, automatically, you have started thinking like one of the persons that is a partaker of the kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't behave like Nigerians. Nigerians feel that everything that is a government thing is something that they have to eat. You have to eat your quota. If you are employed into government work, it's your opportunity to eat your own. You understand? Somebody was discussing with me and was asking me the things that your governor is doing in your state and so on and so forth. Most of the names are like, like Saint Gabriel. That's his father's name. How are we sure he's not owning the companies to himself? And I said to somebody, if he owns the company to himself, because the person was saying, are you sure it's a government company? Could be it's a private company. It's Gabriel. His name is Gabriel. So, and so on. I now ask the person, if the government owns the company, what do I gain? If a quiet woman said it's the owner of that company, what will I gain? I now told the people, if Udom is the owner of the company, and the company survived for 50 years, it's better than government owning it, and it cannot survive 10 years. Do you understand? Because if the government own it, it's not that when they make money, they do and share house to house, 10, 10,000. They will not. Now, because the people in my country, I don't know which country you've come from, but in my country, people feel that anything that belongs to governments is something they have to cut and share, and it is finished. Do you understand? There is no sense of responsibility. That's the difference between U.S. and Nigeria. In U.S., everybody has sense of responsibility. We have to build America. We have to contribute in the building of the kingdom. That's how the children of God should think. You have to be a partaker of the kingdom of God. You will not go to heaven if you are not a partaker of the building of heaven. Do you understand? You must be a taker of the building of heaven. That is to say, you must be a contributor. How you are recognized in heaven is on how much you have contributed. I feel like preaching. Should I preach? The highest contribution you can do to heaven is on how many people you have 
added to the citizenship of heaven. How many people? Because the Bible says that the glory of a king is on the multitude of people. That is to say that God is more glorified if the people are more. So if I add more people to his kingdom, I have increased his glory. So God expects us, the more we have anointing, the more we have to save. The more we are greater in power, the more we have to save. The more we have money, the more we have to save. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I was in a church in Ghana. I went for a pastor's conference. So when I was in the pastor's conference, the pastor was teaching, 2014. Was teaching and teaching about humility. And when he was teaching about humility, he said that we don't understand what he's teaching at all. He said that we don't understand what he's teaching. We said we understand. He said, no, 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 we don't understand. And he ordered that all the security men be brought down. All the security men that were working in the conference be brought into the house. So they were brought and they were lined up. And they gave the microphone one after another. said, introduce yourself. And this one said, I am brother this. He said, no, 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 no. Introduce yourself with your profession. See introduction. Somebody said, I am Dr. Balogun. I am the senior doctor of the whatever, whatever hospital. He said, another person. He said, I am barista. So, 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 so. I have this and this and this and this and this. Like that, like that, like that, like that, like that, like that. But when we were passing the gates, and some of the security did not open on time. Maybe they wanted to check the last person, call it Tali. We shouted on those. What, what's wrong with you? You lose your job. We didn't know that the people that were at the gates were volunteers in church. People that owned companies were working at the gates. You see why God should bless some people. When there is humility, you can save God without being noticed because Jesus said the highest among you must be a servant that's the qualification for discipleship I saw things with my eyes I was shocked the guys that were in the toilet when I went to that conference the first time I was praised so they asked me to go to the toilet ushers were like this on the toilet door they were saying good morning sir good morning sir good morning you collect tissue from one of them they will put their hand like this the tissue rolls and you cut it good morning sir after you finish, they will say thank you very much. For I was very happy. When I reached outside, I told the guy that I walked with that I'm going to go and eat myself again. He said, you are praised again. I said, no. I love the way those guys are telling me thank you very much. I went back. They, same thing. I didn't know that these guys were bank managers. Big, big people that had big, big titles. After that, I had a talk with my father in the Lord. And he showed me something. He said, you see that man? There was a man that was joining in cleaning of something. He was wearing white clothes. He was cleaning something. You see that man that is cleaning something? Okay, he greeted the man and came down. And we were talking. And he said, you see that man? You see that man that was greeting? That he's cleaning something. He said, yes. He said, he's one of the House of Representative member of Ghana. He's joining his cleaning chair. Church chair. He's cleaning church chair. You, ordinary youths president in your village <laughs> your street you are the chief of the streets chief of security of the streets the streets bought you touchline just touchline they don't pay you you don't have any money you have been so 
bigger than God. In fact, you should even be worshipping yourself. You don't save God. Jesus said the highest in this kingdom. In this kingdom, the highest person saves. And in the kingdom, who's the highest person? It's Jesus. What did he do? He saved. He died for everybody. That's the quality of this kingdom. Thank God we are trying to copy the Bible. Our church is not a church where you see pastors. All our pastors are on the streets early this morning. That's why we don't have much people on first service. All the pastors are on the streets. I just came from Ikorabasi now. I've seen some pastors already. Some of our pastors already on the streets. People's houses knocking their doors, washing the plates and uh, cleaning up their children. Getting the people ready for church. Mobilizing the people, putting them in the bus, bringing them to church. It's not a joke. The kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence takes it by force. You have to be a partaker of the kingdom. What contribution have you done to the kingdom of God? Can you boldly say I'm a child of this kingdom? When you say you are a child of the kingdom, they will ask you, what's your contribution? One guy, after his father died, he was not there. He didn't come around. The father died. He did not say any contribution. Later on, after some time, they wanted to share the property. And he joined. And they asked him, when Papa died, what did you contribute? No, no, no. You say you want the other land. When Papa died, what did you contribute? I gave the coffin. You, what did you contribute? He was his father. Yes. But what contribution did you do? When he was in the hospital, were you even there? Yes, you said you did not have money. But were you there in the hospital with him? They said, get out. You did not do anything. We sold our properties. We tried everything. So we are the beneficiaries. The people that should benefit it are the people who have suffered for it. So don't come and say you are Papa's son here. Anybody can be Papa's son. So in the kingdom of God, the kingdom that you say you are a partaker of, you are a child of God, what has been your contribution to the kingdom? This is the kingdom that people have died for. I watched a video from, uh, is it Afghanistan? This country that has been overtaken by Islam. Afghanistan. I watched a video of a lady that refused to deny God. And she was shot. A pastor. She was shot. They put the gun on her head. Shot. She died. She said, I cannot deny Jesus. People have rejected money because of this kingdom. Rejected money. People die as poor people. Not because they cannot hustle and become rich. But because all the opportunity that was in front of them were opportunities that could soil their personality. I said, no, 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 I better die. So you feel that in the kingdom of God, you will be put in the same rank with those people? No way. Lecturers that say we don't take bribe for any reason, sake, we don't take bribe. You feel that you'll be on the same rank with them. They were the same member in church. He's sitting down and you also come to sit down. Angels are telling him, sir, please sit down. You also come and want to sit down. They slap you. Come and go to the back. That we are all in heaven does not mean that we are the same. What contribution have you done to the kingdom of God? Every contribution that we have to do for the kingdom of God must reduce you to how to save. Must reduce you to servanthood. Ability to save God. Ability to save God. You see, when you are a child, you eat in the house and you don't care. But when you have gone to school and come back to the house, for every food that you eat, unless you don't have conscience, every food that you eat, I will now calculate this food. If I was in school, this should be about 300 or 350. And I will eat it. So now, after a day is over, I now calculate 350, 350, 350. That's 1,050. This woman trial. You understand? 
because I know when I was in school that sometimes I would deliberately, not that I don't know that they say we should eat three times a day, but I would deliberately eat two times. Sometimes one and banana, or one and snacks. So when you grow to responsibility and you start feeling what the person is feeling, it is a state of being a child that makes you insult the person who fits you. When you are a child, you insult the person who fits you. When you are thrown out of the house, that's when you understand that to pay house. In fact, to live in a house is a blessing. To live in a house that another person is paying is a big blessing. So in the kingdom of God, the same thing. The more we grow in the kingdom of God, the more we start taking responsibility. When you are a baby Christian, you come to the church. Enjoy the light. Wow, the light is fine. All these sound guys, they came very late. They cannot even put sound. You don't know that sound is money. Light is money. Chase money. Chase we rent in church every Sunday, close to three to five thousand every Sunday. Money we mobilize people and bring to church from many, many places, not less than thirty thousand every Sunday. Mobilizing of people. When you start growing, you start calculating that God will bless my mother. So this house. If it was in school area now, this house I'm living. Because you now see your room, the room that you are living, very big. The room that you're living in school, very small. How many of you are living in a self-con? That you can't even keep your phone well. Your phone is not straight. You have to bend your phone to enter the self-con. A woman was arranging self-con. As small as this place, just arranging the place. And says that she wants to open another. I said, where will the person keep from? He said, we'll keep from here now. I said, how will he come out of the bathroom? He said, ah, when he wakes up, he will fold his foam and keep. So that when he comes out of the bathroom, he will not press the phone. I said, is this one life? When you are living in your father's house, you understand that if you should value everything that you are being given free of charge with money, that you will not be able to pay. Do you understand? You will not be able to pay. When you are now growing up, you understand also, as a child of God, that if I should value everything that God is giving to me with money, my life, money, the clothings, the protection, deliverance, healing, everything that God is giving to me free of charge, if I should pay him with money, I'll not be able to pay. I'll not be able to afford it. So now, you start living a life of gratitude. God, I can't pay you, but the least I can do is just let me clean the church for you. The least I can do, let me clean the altar. The least I can do, let me support this. The least I can do, oxygen. Do you know how much is oxygen a month? Do you know how much is oxygen an hour? 3,000 an hour. Glory to Jesus. 3,000 an hour. How old are you? 20 years. 3,000 an hour. 3,000 times 24. 22,000. 3 times 24. 72,000. 72 times 365. Let's forget about all the lib year. All the lib year is given to you as bonus. Calculator would do better than you. 26 million. 26 million times 20. I'm telling you how much you're owing God for just breathing. For breathing. Just breathing. We are not talking about the blood running through your body. We are not talking about the generator God started. How many of you know God has started a generator inside of you? Put your hand on your chest. You will find... Generator burning. Have you urinated before? You see smoke coming out. Generator heater, complete heater, it's burning. If you enter into a cold environment, your body adjusts automatically to that cold environment. It stabilizes. God has to do enough calculation. The heat in the body must be equivalent to the cold in the environment for you to be comfortable. 
can you save God? God is saving us all the time. Do you know what is safe? Saving means he has been giving you services. So when the devil wants to deceive you, it makes you live in God's services and you are not saving him. So he protects you, he guides you, he delivers you, he makes you to live sickness free. Are you calculating that thing? In 20 years, how much? 520 million. Stand up. You have to pay that money today. 520 million. Yesterday I was communicating with somebody. And somebody told me that I should pray for him. That he wants God to give him a child. Came all the way from Lagos. I should pray for him. He wants God to give him a child. That they've been trying to have a child for over 20 years of their marriage. They've not had. And apart from that, they found a place that they can adopt a child. But male child, 1 million. That's the last. Female child, if you plead, even a faith, even fine, well, 500 or 700,000. These are things that God gave to people free of charge. The child God gave free of charge. Instead of the child to come and save God, he's smoking it, boy. So, have you seen how much you're owing? How many liters of blood do we have in our body? Science students, quickly. Possibly what? Four liters. Are you for real? Four liters. Possibly four point something liters of blood. How many pounds of blood makes a liter? One pound weight of blood is how many liters? There are very many things in our body that we cannot buy. Like cells. How many cells do a man have in his body? Millions of cells. Cells. Brain. Sit down. You cannot pay the money. So save God. On Wednesday, I was talking about a man who had a growth in his brain. You still remember? And he went for a surgery. And they had to do the surgery in his brain. When they went for the surgery, it was a little growth. So when they wanted to cut off the growth, they mistakenly, you know, if they take any inch in, they've cut the brain. If they take any inch out, they've left a growth. Do you understand up to that point? If there's a growth like this on the brain, and it is very, very impossible to be accurate, cut directly. And this is brain. They don't want to open it again. It's not like appendix. They can open and check again. They don't want to open it again. Because before they open this place, they must have touched the skull. So, if they take any inch in, they've cut the brain. Any inch out, they've left a growth that will grow again. So when they did the operation, they mistakenly cut a little part of the brain. After the man was healed, they discovered that what was cut in the brain because the brain is so compacted that every little part you cut has a part to play you can cut a very little part and you lose the sense of smell you cannot perceive something again this man lost sense of smell the american musician this guy that was blind steve wonder yeah steve wonder had a problem he lost his sense of smell that he cannot perceive something again you may think it's not a big problem ah sense of smell what does it the sense of smell we have God gives it to us so that if we are in a hazardous environment and what we are perceiving is dangerous to our liver, we will understand and run away from the place. Else our liver can be damaged. The person lost sense of smell. So imagine being close to something like formalin and all these hazardous things or sponsor sulfur. So if you are close to formalin, which the choking odor alone has the power to blind somebody, 
you just faint. There is no sense to tell that you are in a place of danger. So while they did the surgery, they cut a little part of the brain that handles decision making. So the guy, after he recovered, cannot make decision again. <laughs> there are things that happen to you, you now start feeling, if it was the other one, it would have been better. You know, if the man was blind, it would have been better than not being able to make decision. When you want to urinate, it is decision to go to the toilet and urinate. It's decision to carry a spoon and eat. Everything is decision. So he lost a part of him that makes him make decisions. So he was turned to a vegetable. There's a state of somebody's life that is called vegetable. Cannot do anything. Decision making. Somebody wanting to even put hand on your eye and you blink it's a decision you just decide not to he lost that part of his body so i'm telling you that the things that god has done for you in your life are so complex that you don't have any reason not to thank god you don't have any reason you think is everybody that has nice nice beers connected from here nice ones surrounding you some of us do you know how much we have to pray before god drops some few so there are very many things to thank god for one of the things that the devil will do to you is that he blinds your eye not to see what God has done in your life. And I tell people that anything that you are depressed over, if you check around the things that you are depressed over, there is something to thank God about that. If you are depressed that you are having bad results, check around there. There's something to thank God about. You are even in school and you're having a bad result. There are people that are even praying that they should get into school. If you are depressed that you don't have a child, you are even in marriage. There are people that are praying to even get into marriage. If you are depressed that you are not married, so you are even marryable. There are people that grow up and they don't think about marriage because it's not possible. Imagine somebody who was born and is an imbecile. He's not thinking about marriage in his life. He's thinking about survival. That is why David said something. David says, "What shall I render unto God for all His benefits? All the things I'm enjoying from God, because the moment you grow older a little bit." Everything you eat, you start thinking, how will I pay this thing back? You understand? When somebody takes you out, or ladies, and tell you, take something, take something. Do you know why ladies choose water? Do you know why it's preferable you choose water? If the person cannot pay, you pay. Do you understand? Don't go and choose something that if the person cannot pay, you're safe in the place. You get. So now, when you are showered with gifts, what your calculation should be is that, can I pay this thing? You understand? So now David is getting guilty. When you are growing older, you start getting guilty when somebody do too much for you. You understand? When you are growing up, you start getting guilty. As somebody started loving you so much and you start covering yourself with the blood of Jesus, somebody just stopped on the road and said, hello, where are you going to? Can I give you a ride? And you just jump in. You don't think about anything. When you jump in, you start meditating, Lord, will he drop me? Will he use me for rituals? Will he do this? Because sometimes the benefit that you are receiving, if it's bigger than some certain part, you have to start being reasonable. David said to God, What shall I render for all your benefits? Maybe God opened his eyes that day to see the benefits that he has been receiving from God. One man prayed one day and said, God, open my eyes to see flying arrows. Because he read a portion of the Bible that the Bible talks about arrows by the day. He said, God, is this Bible true? I want to see the arrows by the day. Arrows that flies by the day. I want to see them. 
God said, no, 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 no. I don't want you to see arrows. He said, no, 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 God. I want to prove if the scripture is real. God opened his eyes to see arrows that are flying by the day. So as he was walking, he was doing like this. He became mad. They had to pray for him and later on he recovered and shared the story. He told God to open his eyes to see arrows by the day. So now, all the times that we have been walking like this and we are not dodging anything, what has been happening? Is it that the arrows are not flying? They are flying, but God has so caged you until you don't feel the attack of the enemy. So sometimes you are depressed, not knowing what God did for you at night. I was having a discussion with somebody yesterday and the person said he was so depressed. He told God a lot of things and told God a lot of things and was crying. God, why have you done this to me? Why have you done this to me? God appeared to him in the night and showed him how many times they have written his name and want to kill him. And he has cancelled it. He says, count the times I've cancelled your name. He says, is this not your name? He said, it is, have they not cancelled? He said, they have cancelled. Open another page. Have they not cancelled? They have cancelled. They open pages upon pages. When they write your name, I cancel. When they write your name, I cancel. When they write your name, and you are the one complaining. He said he cried and was thanking God and cried until he woke up. So with all the benefits of God that we have received, all the things that God has done for us, all the benefits that you have seen and the things that you have seen around you, the ones that you are not seeing also, the one that you have grown up to understand, when you see things happen to other people and you know that you are also a human being, that would have also happened to you. You have to live a life of servanthood. That is to say, God, I can't pay you enough for what you have done for me. But for all that you have done for me, I want to save you with my time, with my life, with my money, with everything I have. I want to give myself as a ransom. Not that it is enough, but just something to appreciate you. I just want you to be happy because of what you have done for me. When my wife gave birth to a child, I met her in the hospital and I asked her, how was it? She said, there is no pain on earth that can be compared to childbearing. I said, wow. And I told her something. I said, now you can have respect for your mother more and more. You can have more respect because you can you have respect on somebody. You can say, I, I respect the person. I respect my pastor. Now. I respect my pastor. What do you want me to do? You want me to be lying down on the floor for him to be matching me? I respect my pastor. I respect my pastor. You won't respect me. The pastors that respect me so much are the ones I've sent to go and start a branch church. <laughs> you won't know you don't, you don't respect me. Forget it. The respect that you feel that you have given to me is an illusion. When you start a branch church and with all the anointing and you prepare message, finish. Church was supposed to start by 8 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, you have not seen anybody. It's just you. That's when you say, God, whatever thing I have done against my father in the Lord, please forgive me. I respect him. How does he have thousands of people in church? How does he have many people in church? How does he have people in hundreds? How did he do? See, people used to run and come to church. How did he do that people like me become active in church? You've not respected your mother enough. Forget it. Leave all those bowing down respect. It's the political respect. The day you give birth to a child, that's when you understand, ah, my mother, my mother went through this. My wife, she said she doesn't sleep. When I stay with the baby for a few hours, I feel so bored. All the time, the lady wants attention. They have to touch. They have to do this. They have to adjust. They have to do this. I said, so this is how you live your life. You don't sleep. She said, no, no, no. Mothers don't sleep. I said, but for how long? Said, ah, that's what we do. You don't have respect on God. 
until you start testing some of the pains leaders face. Have you trained somebody and finished training somebody and the person does not regard you as anybody? That's when you understand how God has raised you up and you don't regard him as anybody. That's why you feel the pain. Have you given somebody food and he's planning to kill you? That's when you understand how God is feeling. That God is feeding you and you are dividing the church. You're sleeping with girls in the church. Your attitude is tearing down the church. When God is blessing you, giving you all that you need, you will not be able to respect him. So for all his benefits, what shall I render? By your heads, let's pray. The qualification for disciples is the heart of a servant. Heart of the servant. Not the heart to be saved, but the heart to save others. The heart of a servant. If they ask you, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you're feeling, why should they tell me that? No, you don't yet have the heart of a servant. When you have the heart of a servant, you won't feel like that. You won't feel bored. You won't feel that they are commanding you. No, no, no. Why you are feeling that they are insulting you is because you are having the heart of a master. That's not a qualification of disciple. Qualification of a disciple is having the heart of a servant. Jesus wants us to save. What can you do to increase the kingdom? What contribution can you give to the kingdom of God? What's your quota? When you are not grown up, you don't understand that everything is money. Children cry, demanding for food. When you now grow up, you discover that the food is money. Water is money. Everything is money. I went to visit one baby. They took light. The child started crying. Hey, I need light. I need light. I said, Jesus. This child does not understand that light. I had to advise the baby. I said, you will not be seeing light. So if you wanted to see light, you would have been born in Canada or somewhere. Here in Nigeria, enjoy darkness. So the only light that you will see is Jesus. Heart of a servant. A heart like yours. It's my desire. A heart like yours is what I'm searching for. Full of compassion, nothing's wrong within. Please hear me, Lord. Give me a heart like yours. Full of compassion. to put your hand on your chest right now and tell God, give me the heart of a servant. Give me the heart of a servant. A heart to serve you. A heart to serve you better. Serve you more. Serve you with all my heart. A heart to contribute to your kingdom. He had to do more for you. Jesus said, the greatest among you shall serve. He shall be like the younger. He shall serve. I live with you like a servant. That's what God said. I live with you like a servant. The greatest among you will serve. Are you serving God? How are you serving? What's your capacity of service? What have you contributed to the kingdom? Sometimes when the devil wants to destroy your life, it makes you to destroy the work. 
makes you to talk, destroy the work, criticize, blame people, talk against church. The devil makes you talk against pastors, talk against church. Find for look for something, talk against it, but you're not contributing. If you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. Say God, give me the heart to serve. Heart to serve you. Hearts to love you. Hearts to serve you. Hearts to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I pray that you give us a heart of a servant. Give us the ability to serve you more with all our hearts. Train us, Lord, to serve you with our time. Save you with our life. Save with our resources. Save you with everything that you have given unto us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody close your eyes. I want to pray for special people that have not given their life to Christ. If you have not given your life to Jesus yet, I want you to lift your hand above your head and receive this prayer. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior.